0: it's called Master Gareth Piper. Well, I, uh... Brother Adrian, why why have you broke your arm? (laughs) Volleyball. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, I... uh, I am impressed that you are still playing the piano through there, uh, with your two fingers. Thank you all for being here in Pastor Adrian's absence. I know he's gone for the whole month, but thank you for still coming to church today, even though he wasn't here. Uh, But I would encourage you, uh, if you weren't here for the morning service, or if you were running late like me, uh, just come in anyway. Amen. 9.30 Sunday School. It was a great message this morning. Uh, You missed out if you weren't here. Brother Levy, shit talk pad. preached on prayer, and what prayer is, and what I got away, what we came away hearing this morning is the critical nature of prayer is that you have to have consistency, and you have to have intention, and those are the two things that I struggle with, amen, in prayer, and I don't know about you, but you can, uh, sometimes when you're not, maybe you're not. not fighting sin as much as you think as you think okay I'm I'm doing it right spiritually and you can kind of plateau in your prayer life and that is not a good place to be amen because when you plateau that means that there's no growth yeah. and usually that means that you're actually drawing further away from God because you're not keeping the bond close husbands and wives if you don't communicate do you get closer to each other normally not usually. Amen. Husbands and wives, we need to communicate. We need to be in fellowship with each other. Uh, this morning, take your Bibles with me to Joshua. Uh, Joshua, and uh, I met uh, Brother Joshua here this morning. So uh, he's. Uh, I want you all to think about him this morning as we're looking at the story of Joshua and Jericho. Uh, not not an unfamiliar story. Has everybody heard of Joshua and the Battle of Jericho? I can sing the song three if you like. <laughs> Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. No, I'm not going to think of all of you this morning. But it's a good song, amen? Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, and the walls came tumbling down. Okay, you, you all heard of that? Everybody heard of that, Joshua? Because I'm not going to preach so much on uh, what happened today, because I think you might have heard of that. It's one of the most famous... Uh, battles of all of Israel's conquest and if you need to be encouraged in your Christian life, I'd I'd encourage you to read Joshua because Joshua is the book of conquests okay, Israel, if you want to be a little bit frustrated, read Numbers, amen and see the children of Israel coming to the precipice they come to the land and God says, go in And they say, uh, we need to send some spies in to check it out, and make sure it's safe for us. And the spies came back, Joshua was one and Caleb was the other, and they said, let us go in at once, for we are well able to possess it. And you know what the other ten spies said? They said, there's giants in the land. And we were as grasshoppers in their sight. If we go in we're gonna die we're gonna our children will be a prey for them and so the people said we can't go in and they turned away and God said from that one decision (laughs) that one decision not to trust God that entire generation lost the ability to go into the land to have victory they were marked by defeat the rest of their lives and it says that each one of those men every man over 20 years old died in the wilderness because they didn't have faith to go into the land and you know what what is crazy when you read that story it always gets me you look at the numbers 600,000 strong was their army when they were going to go in the first time and God and they said no we're not we're not able to go in when they went in in joshua do you know how many they had about forty thousand strong army 10 times less (laughs) and god said i'm going to use the i'm going to use your children your children will have victory in the land even though where you couldn't find it by faith and so this morning we're going to read i want to start in verse 13 of chapter 5 actually joshua 5, verse 13, because this is, this is the key to our message this morning. It says, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him, and said unto him, Art thou for us, or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Let's pray as we begin this morning. Dear Lord, we thank you uh, for this opportunity to come together this morning to hear your word. I thank you for the word we've already heard this morning in, in Sunday School with Brother Levy. And as we pray now, we pray for your spirit to meet with us in fellowship, but Lord, your spirit also to enlighten us on how we may please you better today. In this week. Lord, help us not to be happy where we are spiritually, but to say, you know what, I want to draw closer to you this week. Lord, I pray that you'll give us wisdom as we look at your word. Speak to our hearts this morning, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And I encourage you to uh, come back tonight. Uh, we'll, my family and I will still be around, so come back and uh, we'll look at the word uh, from Proverbs uh, this evening but in Joshua 5 we see an amazing beginning to the story of Joshua and and, and so what we don't see in this account if you read it look at verse 6 chapter 6 verse 1 it doesn't tell it doesn't tell us that the transcript between the captain of the Lord's host and Joshua okay uh, does anybody have any thoughts on who the captain of the Lord's host was that met with Joshua? Quite often, yeah, it could very well be a Christophany, Jesus appearing uh, before he came in the flesh. Uh, a Christophany is, is a is a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. Okay, Jesus didn't was not born uh, when he came to earth. Uh, he exists as God eternally. And he appeared on earth several times. Uh, We see him appearing to Abraham in Genesis uh, as the the king, uh, Melchizedek, uh, the king and most high priest of of Salem. And here in in Joshua, we see him appearing. And it's what I love about this account, And, and I'm trying to preach like five messages in one today, Uh, we see he doesn't answer Joshua's question Joshua says are you for us or for our adversaries and he says nay (laughs) he says neither one okay I'm over here and you're either on my side or you're not okay and God doesn't pick sides amen We can't call God to our side and say, God, I need your help in my life. No, God says, come to me and I'll help you. And if you want God's help this morning, you can't find it by telling God, you need to help me with my life. You need to say, God, God, I need your help to run your life for me. (laughs) It's his life. We need to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to God. And then God will say, oh, "Now I can use you." What we see this morning, uh, the first point this morning is we're going to see an insurmountable adversary. Don't worry about how to spell that. If you're struggling with how to spell insurmountable, it's quite insurmountable. Amen. It's a long word, but insurmountable adversary. If you look at at all the adversaries that Israel was going to fight, Jericho was not the greatest place to start, amen? Okay, We've got, they got a small army, they got big walls, and there was no way in. That seems like a bit of a, a bit hard odds, doesn't it? To, to have victory. And Jericho was the first city on Israel's takedown list. Okay, God said, you know what? I'm gonna go there first. And he gave them a warning. Jericho was going to be a symbol to the rest of the Canaanites. It was going to show the Canaanites that there was no chance of victory against God. And you know the world, we, we face evil in the world today. You know our enemies, the devil first of all, the world or Satan's system this world around us, when the Bible says, love not the world, it's not talking about the planet, even though we don't need to love that, but he's talking about love not Satan's system of things, okay, yeah. evil for evil, yeah. okay, vengeance is mine, I will repay, that's what the world says, you know, and, and isn't it sad, when you see people trying to exact vengeance, uh, road rage, does anybody love road rage, like, uh, I don't love road rage, it's a bit frightening, and, and in Auckland it's a bit more frightening, <laughs> I, uh, but when people only look out for themselves, that's Satan's system. He says, fight, hurt each other, kill each other. He wants us to be divisive and, and fighting, but God's system is a system of peace and love one for another. Amen? But So we're fighting against the world, and then the last enemy we all have to face, what is it? The flesh. Right? Our sinful flesh that uh, Brother Levy uh, talked about this morning, when, when we're talking about prayer, our flesh is what doesn't want us to pray. It doesn't want us to be dependent on God. Our flesh says, "I can do this." Uh, and, and pride, <laughs> pride is, is one manifestation of the flesh saying, "I am good. Maybe self-righteousness. I am good. I don't need God. And if you're here today and you think, you know what, I'm a good person. Why do I need Jesus? Okay, I, I don't need Jesus to die on the cross for me. I, I've lived a good life. That's the flesh saying that you're good. But what does the Bible say? There is none good. No, no one. Right. There is none righteous. And maybe, maybe you're... Maybe you're Manifestation of the flesh isn't isn't uh, self righteousness. Maybe it's self dependence though, and that's the one that prayer helps us overcome. Okay, prayer shows our dependence on God, and when you pray, when you stop praying, it shows that you are now dependent on yourself, and that's a scary place to be as a believer, because we are fully dependent on God. We were dependent on Him for salvation. And we ought to be dependent on him day by day for living lord please direct my steps lord please provide for my family yes you have to go to work but god is the great provider and our dependence must be on him and the last manifestation of pride is often It's hard. This is a hard one. Self-exaltation. Self-exaltation. And that means to say, you know what? I deserve better. I deserve better. I don't deserve to be in this situation. And you know what? You might be in a hard situation. And you know, Israel was in a hard situation. When they were coming into the land, they had been in Egypt as slaves. then they had been chased out of Egypt, uh, tried to be brought back, and God delivered them through the Red Sea. Amen? And you know what? You might be thinking, I don't deserve the situation I've been put in. I don't deserve this separation from my family. I don't deserve uh, this relationship problem. I don't deserve where I'm living. I deserve better than this. And you know what? God knows where you are. And if you are trusting in him, he has a plan. And he has you in that place for a reason. You might need to read the account of Joseph to remember and say, Lord, I can't see why you have me here, but I know you have a plan for me and I'm gonna trust in you. Okay, if God's given you a job that's, that's difficult, and maybe a boss that's a bit difficult, maybe say, Lord, who would you have me reach in this job? Maybe one of my workmates, you want me to tell them the gospel. Maybe you want me to learn some patience and some long-suffering through this hardship. But whatever you may be facing today, we see Israel facing an insurmountable adversary. But you know what we're going to see? Victory. In just a minute. And, and I want to give you hope there. There's... An insurmountable adversary, that's what we see. David, you know, David didn't see an insurmountable adversary when he went up against Goliath. He saw an enemy of God. And he saw God able to defeat him through him. So, what we're going to see secondly this morning is we see an irregular approach. And a regular approach. This isn't normal. <laughs> this wasn't a normal uh, battle plan. I, I don't think you'll see this repeated in history anywhere else. Look at look at chapter six, verse one. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valour. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear uh, bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Does this sound like a normal uh, besiegement? (laughs) This isn't what you normally see in the movies, is it? You normally see like uh, catapults and ladders and trying to get up on top of the wall and, and overcome the enemy. God said, no. I don't want you to do anything normal. I want you to trust in me. Okay, And this is what God calls us to do in our Amen. daily lives. It's to walk by faith and not by sight. God says, love your enemy, not punch him in the okay. face. And, and, and it's hard to love those that are hurting you. But God calls us to do that because He has a plan. <laughs> he knows how to overcome evil and it's with good, not with other, with more evil. And so, uh, to most military leaders, uh, uh, they would have laughed and thrown out God's plan. But Joshua had met God. He had met with God. Uh, the captain of the Lord's host, that says there, said, remove thy shoes, for the place where thou standest is holy. And Joshua did. God gave him the plan. And you know, Joshua was probably thinking, this is crazy. Okay, God, uh, you've told me what you want me to do, but how is this going to happen? How is this going to happen? And and what we see throughout this this chapter, throughout this story, um, this is called the, the silent siege. The silent siege. God gave them one command. He forbade them from speaking. And 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 I don't know if God had. A secondary motive here, but I don't know if this was God's command so that they would pray while they were walking instead of complaining. <laughs> okay, because the people had complained, hadn't they? In the wilderness, they had complained. They had murmured. What does God think he's doing? Walking around. This is not a plan. <laughs> okay, the people had had practiced murmuring. They had practiced complaining. God said, "There's not to be any talking, no talking." And you know, I think uh, my family would have struggled with this. My young, my younger children, Rosie, uh, she's in the creche, but uh, she struggles not to talk. When I tell my kids, "No, don't talk," five minutes—it's about five seconds—that they get through without, with being quiet. <laughs> but there was. And this is part of the miracle, amen, of of the, the siege of Jericho, everyone was quiet. And I believe silence allows thought and remembrance. And if you struggle with your prayer life, why I struggle with my prayer life is when I don't set aside time to be quiet. don't if I don't set aside time to be alone and to be intentional uh, and and when uh, brother Levy talked about intensity and consistency okay and intention and consistency you have to set aside time to pray otherwise something else will fill it up okay work thinking about the day oh what do I have to get done today and if you don't set aside time you will be thinking, and even while you're praying, sometimes I don't know if you ever pray in your head, and and you and then you start drifting off, and you're like, oh wait, praying, think about what I'm praying about. Okay, don't ever pray on your bed while you're lying down. Just a, just an encouragement. It's not a very good way to pray. It's very easy to fall back asleep. Amen. But so these, the army of Israel was commanded to walk around the city. And to be entirely quiet to be entirely silent as they walked around you know that gives them time to think and you know what there's two reasons i believe not only for prayer and dependence on god like maybe at first why is god doing this why is god doing this for them to think you know what god knows what he's doing and when you think about what god has done in the past And you remember, okay, Israel could remember God opening the Red Sea, God parting the Red Sea. If God could do that, maybe God's got a plan here, amen? If God could wipe out the whole Egyptian army without us even fighting, okay, maybe God's got a plan here, okay? Silence allows us to lead to faith, but also... Silence allows reflection. And God gave a command of, about, about Jericho, uh, and this was a, a command for after they conquered Jericho. He said, you shall not touch the treasures of the city. You shall not take anything unto yourself, but everything shall go into the treasury of the Lord. Okay, and this was quite strange for warfare. Uh, For ancient warfare, it was usually like if you endangered your life, spoils of war to you and your family. Okay, but God said that's not to be the case in Jericho. The Jericho was to be a a a very clear reminder of the tithe. Okay, the first of God's blessing we give back to God. God commands. uh, He commanded the Israelites about. The tenth, and and us as believers today, I, I believe that's kind of the minimum that we should honor God with. And when we honor God with with the with the tithe, God can bless us and provide for our needs. And so God gave them silence, a chance of silence, six days of silence, walking around the city in silence in the last day. Uh, I want to show you a few passages quickly about this, this principle. Proverbs 23. Turn over to Proverbs 23 with me this morning. Verse 7. Thinketh in his heart, so is he. Okay? Do you know God knows what's in your heart? But what determines what you are before God is what you think about in your heart. And and you know what? If you're thinking only about this present world and what's going on here, God says, you know what, you're missing out there's a lot more I have in store for you this is this this particular proverb is talking about food and how you shouldn't be a man controlled by appetite by this present world he says put a knife to your throat if you're if you're motivated by your appetite okay because as you think in your heart so are you Take your Bibles with me back a few pages to Proverbs 14. Proverbs fourteen. And I wanna I wanna challenge you with one thought. Uh in, in God's approach here to to Israel and, and overcoming Jericho, he gave them a time of 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 thinking. <laughs> this time. What am I going to do? And you know what, there was one man who wasn't thinking about the right thing, was there? There was a man, his name was Achan. And while the, while the rest of the army was going, you know what, if we take any of this, we're gonna be killed. I'm not gonna take anything. And you know what, there was nobody else in the whole camp that stole anything from Jericho, that took anything to themselves. There was only one man. Achan, And it says that he when he went into the when he went into Jericho, it says that he saw a Babylonish garment and he coveted it. You know what? He had tried to prepare mentally. He had tried to warn himself, you know what? I shouldn't be taking something. But you know what? His will was weak. And he took and he hid it and you know who had to pay the price of his disobedience it wasn't just Achan. and this is this is something that I find I find uh, horrific is that our sin if we do not prepare our thinking and, and our actions before something happens when we are provoked to anger look at Proverbs 14 29 it says, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. Okay, when we react in the heat of the moment, you know what those people that get caught on camera fighting on the street in road rage? <laughs> and I saw a couple recently, um, you know, and you see them, they weren't thinking about that for a long time, and going, you know what? I'm really looking forward to someone just cutting me off, so I can just beat them up. They weren't thinking that. They let the heat of the moment. Hey, that guy did that, and then they, in that short fuse, it's called, isn't it? It's, it's it's called somebody having a short fuse. They get they they're angry up to the top, and if you do something, set them off, they're just like. ready to to go and that's okay what does it say here he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly and you know what God's irregular approach okay God has a plan and when we follow God's plan we can avoid a lot problems in our life. But we've got to follow his irregular approach. It's it doesn't seem it doesn't make sense according to the world. This isn't what the world would do. Of course not. Because God God's ways are higher than 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 man's ways. Yeah. Look look with me over at Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40. And we're gonna what we see and, 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 and I just want to just show you this passage. This is, this is one of my favorite chapters in all of Scripture. Isaiah 40, verse 28. So we've seen the insurmountable adversary. We've seen the irregular approach. This is kind of a weird way to, to fight an army, uh, to fight, overcome a city. But then the third thing we see is the infinite almighty. The infinite almighty and god throughout scripture is called almighty god almighty god look at isaiah 40 verse 28 hast thou not known hast thou not heard that the everlasting god the lord the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not neither is weary there is no searching of his understanding he giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And if you turn back with me to Joshua joshua six i want to show you how the the story ends and and the amazing thing about joshua is you see victory and victory and victory okay there are a few minor setbacks There, there is still sin but in our christian life are we seeking victory are we seeking the power to overcome the sin that we face, the darkness of the world around us? Are we seeking to to shine the light of Jesus to them? I hope we are. Look at verse 20. Joshua 6 verse 20 says, So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout. That the wall fell down flat. So that the people went up into the city. Every man straight before him. And they took the city. Took the city. They were victorious. Those walls of Jericho. You know at that instant. When the walls of Jericho. I don't. And this is what. I I haven't been able to understand. So if you study this out. When it says the walls fell down flat, I don't know if it was like an elevator going straight down or if it went okay, I don't know. But I know that they had access to the city immediately. They went, oh look, the walls are down. Let's go in. Let's 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 take the city. And you know everyone in Jericho went, uh oh, we don't have any defense against God. And you know the enemies of God, the flesh, doesn't have strength yeah. against the Spirit of God yeah. when we are yielded yeah. to God. That's right. When we take away, when we stop feeding the flesh, yeah. when we stop saying, "Okay, Satan, here's a, here's, I'll set a place for you in my life. I'll, I'll see you later." When we stop giving place to the devil, yeah. we can see victory. That's right. Amen. Consistent victory. Yeah. But we have to follow God's approach. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need to follow his approach is trust and obey. Right. Love your enemies. Stay where I've put you and be faithful. Will you stand like Joshua today? I hope we will amen let's pray as we close dear lord i thank you for the victory that you promise through jesus christ lord you have overcome death and i pray that as we walk day by day in this dark world lord help us to be shining the light of jesus christ to those around us to be showing them that there is a different way in this world, the way of love, the way of peace, the way of victory. Let us look to you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, we're gonna. If we all stand up. We'll sing our.